guest is a painter as well as a hip-hop artist. He's from Spanaway, Washington, which is close to Tacoma. He signed to Day One Entertainment, which also hosts previous NAS podcast guests, such as Campana and J-Wop. It's my pleasure to introduce Perry Paints or Perry Porter. That Perry, Perry, water whipping, visionary on a mission, contemporary, pen it different, pretending like they never listen, so fuck it, pen out, we gon' live in, chipping off the competition, never pitching for the pippin', pitter in her own position, money she about to make, monthly baby getting paid, love to see you on the way, get a lot like, ooh, no cap, I live in my raps, get like, ooh, no cap, I live in my raps, yeah, she catwalking, designer jeans, Black guard that defined the king From the mud, watch the diamond bling Yo, we took the block like the dynasty Nigga, me that custom Whip that cream like custard A cottage cheese, the cottage degree You gotta believe I'm getting paid Baby, come roll with me while I roll the weed I'm gonna roll while I whip that paint Baby, come roll with me while I roll the weed I'm gonna roll while I whip that paint Welcome back to the podcast, everyone Today I'm with a very special guest Oh yeah, baby The one and only Perry Porter. Yeah, right here. Bobby Ross, baby. Hell good. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So you're about to have a show tonight, huh? Yeah. Barbosa, man. It's been a year with J-Wop. It's going to be great. Are you nervous at all? Nah. Nah. Well, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fucked up my knee, so I'm just hoping I don't fuck it up more tonight. But So is it we'll go. is this the first month that shows are back in Seattle? Yes, sir. So I think this is the second week. That'll be going on so far. So, wow. yeah. And it seems like we're full force. Like, I get those like Instagram ads where like Pierre Bjorn is about to come to, sh- to Seattle or like whoever's right. coming to Seattle. Mm-hmm. New Moses. Over. I don't know if anyone's going to Showbox quite. I think that might be too big. I'm not sure. I haven't. Because New Moses, Barboza, those are smaller venues. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, or like, do you think Wamu's open right now? <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe. Oh, shit, I don't know. I live in Vegas now, so everything's already open to me. Oh. So it's a whole new world being out here. So you're just here to kind of tour, or what is, what's going on? Yeah, just do the show, kick it, get in some trouble, then head out, you know? Wow. <laughs> and you're, you're, you've had a busy 2020, actually. Yeah, man. It was wild. Let's, let's, start, wild. let's start at the Chaz and Chop with the, the Black Lives Matter murals. Yep. When did that even take place? I just saw like the after effects. I didn't see like footage of that being painted or anything um, like that. It was probably like a year ago exactly, probably last month, but we didn't even plan it out. Okay. They just hit us up and they were like, hey, tomorrow we're going to try to do this thing, guerrilla style. The cops aren't there. There's other uh-huh. people, so just do it. Pick a letter and just go for it. And we're like, I right. We didn't expect anything to be popping like it did. We didn't expect people to really fuck with it like that. We just did it just because we just wanted to get our message out there. Wait, who reached out to you? The city of Seattle? No, no. It was just other <laughs> artists. T, she kind of runs, the group's called Vivid Matter Collective now. Okay. So she just hit up a bunch of us and was like, hey, I have this idea. I just want a bunch of black artists to come together and just paint some shit, send out a message, and we'll see what happens from there. Wow. So it was just a group of just black and indigenous artists that kind of just came together for the Black Lives Matter, Matter mural. 
And then from there, shit just took off. We decided to keep just working with each other, and we've been doing just side projects since then. So it was birthed out of Chaz and Chop, or yeah. okay. Yeah. So does that count as graffiti then? Or <laughs> um, the first time it did, and then the second time we went back and painted it, and then the city paid us to do that. So it was like a win-win. I got oh, to just shit. be mischievous and then get paid for it. So that's wild. <laughs> so what what did you use the first time? Was it still the same paints you used, or um, it was just Joey Nix. He also runs a Jupiter arcade bar he's okay. a mirrorless so he just had a bunch of stuff in his van so we just used a bunch of scrap shit and oh, then shit. the second time we got to pick the colors and do all that fancy stuff so so everyone got their own letter or did people collaborate on certain letters or there how? was some collaboration like um there's certain artists that had their homies come help them and stuff but for the most part people just came and just picked a letter that day okay and were you living in seattle during that time or did yeah. you just re so you just recently moved to vegas yep. i moved to vegas in february yeah are you, are you trying to get like a Vegas residency or what's going on? Yeah, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? Get the money wherever it's at. No, I just need to get out of Seattle. But expand isn't, a little bit. I feel like Vegas is just in the middle of nowhere, right? Um, Yeah, but then it's like the hub between everywhere. It's like $30. I mean, 30 minutes to go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? I could be in L.A. just like that. Okay. I can be in Arizona just like that. I'll be in Dallas just like that. I'll be here just like that. That's why. And it's cheap as fuck. I am... Um, I took a road trip to LA to do my tour mm -hmm. and I didn't realize how ugly California is. <laughs> like California is just in the middle of the fucking desert. And yeah. I was, I drove straight through the middle of California and I was like, holy shit, 18 hours of just barren yeah, yeah, land. It's, yeah, it's difficult. It's and then <laughs> I took the PCH back though, which was very pretty. Okay. So and I've done that. I don't know how common it is, but I got a, I got a fucking flat tire on the PCH Damn. too. Mm. So I, I don't, I'm not eager to go back anytime soon to the PCH. That's like the worst place to get. <laughs> I had to drive on a spare for 270 miles to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm flying everywhere. Yeah. I, I, one I just wanted to be on like the ground level and see what it was like. But True that. Plus, I'm kind of, are you worried about COVID anymore or were you? Have you, because you've been flying, I'm guessing. Yeah, I haven't been worried for a while. I mean, I take precautions and shit, but yeah. for the most part, I'd be chilling by myself, so okay. I'm chilling. Were you, what about when there were, when you were doing the murals, were you wearing masks or like how comfortable or uncomfortable were you do, when you were doing the murals? Um, I really was pretty comfortable still. I was wearing okay. masks, doing all that stuff, you know, and it was just like we were outside, so it wasn't me just kicking it hella in just closed spaces, so that's mm. So what, what letter were you for the Black Lives Matter? Uh, L. Okay. First L. And did you just, you decided to choose that one or was someone t told you uh, that one? Or? It just called me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, it seems like a difficult letter to pit you know, like human figures in. So just try it out. Uh -huh. I like to challenge myself on the spot. It's kind of fun. That's wild. So, so how how long would you say that you're, you've been relevant when it comes to like painting? Because people in Seattle mm -hmm. must know you for painting for you to reach out to you versus. Yeah, I've probably been four or five years. Okay. Like, I quit my job in 2017, so I've been doing painting oh, full-time. So. so did you quit it for painting, or did you quit it for music? Like, which one did you start making money from um, first? I've, like, always made a little bit of money from rap, but paint, I started making really good money. So oh, it shit. was because of paint, I got to quit. And so you grew up in, like, the Tacoma area. Yeah, Is there Spanaway to me. So, yeah. so you're one of those artists that's actually, you love your city, though. Yeah, okay. small town, you know what I'm saying? Meth capital, baby, no, I'm playing. <laughs> Because there's lots of fucking artists who are like, oh, I'm from Seattle, but then they're like three nah, hours away. Or nah, something. I don't fuck with that shit. I want the people that actually grew up there to know who I am. I don't. Wow. Yeah, I'm not from Seattle like that. So I, I always ask people about like the music scene in their city, but what about the art scene in Spanaway or? Uh, there's not really a scene of anything in Spanaway just because it's okay. so small. But Tacoma's art scene is really, really fucking tight. Okay. It is really, really cool. It's really overrated. Um, myself. There's Christina, there's Lords, there's Chris Jordan. There's a bunch of black artists who are like country known, you know what I'm saying, oh, in Tacoma wow. that are really doing some tight shit right now. So now that you're like outside of Seattle, yeah. do you think when people talk about like Washington, is Tacoma just as big as Seattle yet? Or like Nah, still not. So no one really so it's pretty common for people to say if you're from Tacoma, you're from Seattle. If you're yeah. out of Tacoma. Except honestly, surprisingly, in Las Vegas a lot of people know even Spanaway. I got a little Spanaway uh -huh. hoodie, and I'll be walking, rocking it, and people be like, oh, I've been there before. I'm like, yeah, that's oh, tight. So. Maybe because, like, the Tacoma Dome's down there, a lot of, like, comedians. And I, I mm. guess com is comedy big in Vegas? Probably, right? Oh, Just yeah. 
all that entertainment's big and big. So that's probably why people kind of know Tacoma. True, I can see that. Like, um, it is growing too, though. Since everyone's true. pushing out of Seattle, Tacoma is gonna be like the next spot. That makes sense. Like, I've been really big into Airbnbs lately. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I'll find like a major city that I want to do whatever at. Yeah. Like, two weekends ago, I went surfing, and I was like, okay. I want to do this surf trip, but I want it to be as cheap as possible. So I found like a little beach town. And it was like, That's dope. it was like, a, I didn't even know there was hostels in Washington. I but I, I, I was in a hostel in Washington, in, in Oregon, not, not Washington, Oregon. Yeah. So uh, I didn't even know they were in the States, actually. I thought they were all like out of the country for mm-hmm. hostels. But it was like only $50 for the night. And then That's dope. versus like a hotel, like down the street, it was like 130 I was mm-hmm. like, why not? But I think that's probably how a lot of people find small towns. Yeah. But I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm a fan to a hotel bitch. I like that shit. Right. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> Airbnb is cool. I've had too many bad experiences with Airbnb. Wait, wait, really? Yeah, I've had some rough ones. Some real rough ones. Wait, can you tell me one? <laughs> I've had the best experiences so far. So I feel like. Oh man, there was one. It was years ago. We did like a creative LA trip with a bunch of people from Seattle. Okay. And it was back when all of us didn't really have that much money. So we were trying to just like get the cheapest thing. Go to the Airbnb, there is no furniture. <laughs> <laughs> like none. It was just an empty fucking house. We were like, what the fuck? So we had to call Airbnb. Airbnb had to argue that whole thing. Went to another spot that just had just beds. Mm. The one of the girls we were, that was there thought she'd seen a bed bug. So that caused a whole other thing with the trip and shit. Yeah, it was a mess. It was wow. all bad. They just had us moving from Airbnb to Airbnb. And I was the one who had to call and be the asshole. That's so, awful. So when it comes to your painting, have you been to like art galleries or throwing your own art shows or how does that um, work Yeah, you? I used to throw like hella rap art shows like before okay. the pandemic and shit too. A uh, few galleries in downtown Seattle, I'll like do a little pop-up oh, and stuff like that. So it's everywhere really. I want to get more outside and doing different cities and different states and shit. Are there different tier? like there's different tiers for concert venues. Are there different tiers for art galleries as well or are there only like certain? Um, Yeah, because there's like, of course, you could do the simple like a um, coffee shop kind of thing. That's oh. kind of like the entry level. And then there's the big galleries that they do like the first Fridays or first Thursdays and they'll have a whole thing set up for you. Like you're the artist of the month and stuff. So mm-hmm. there's definitely tears to it. I've been, I've been getting into art. I've been telling everybody. I've been, I want to, Hell yeah. I want to understand like every type of art form. Cause I like to say artists yeah. and then that's like a blanket statement for me. Cause mm-hmm. I like my podcast covers comedians, painters, rappers. Do you bands. have a favorite painter? I do not yet. See, that's something okay. I need to get into. Yeah. But I've been like watching a lot of documentaries. When I was in LA, I went to the LA County Art Museum. Okay. Been to Sam. Yep. Like one of my studios is like down the street from Sam, so Sam's dope, dope. cool to me. But um, like I didn't realize like how artists themselves, like painters, get fucked over. Like they'll sell oh, yeah, their man. art for like they'll think they're getting a good deal for like ten thousand dollars, and then when it goes to an auction, it's like a it's million dollars. Like a million bucks. You don't see none of that. That's fucking wild. Yeah, it sucks, but so, we've been trying to find ways around that type of stuff. So, as an as a rapper and a painter, which which industry do you think gets fucked over more? It's equal. <laughs> it's equal. I feel like with painting, people don't realize it because it's like a, it's almost like a privilege kind of career for most part you mm-hmm. saying like everybody kind of entry level does music so it's easier to see the fucked up parts with it but like you were saying with auctions all that stuff oh, galleries shit. um learning how to price shit all that it's the same bullshit but that's why i feel like it was easy for me to transition into painting because like i already know how to market myself as a rapper it's almost the same shit so so as an artist do you do you need a manager for your paintings or do you usually just have a manager for when it comes to does just the music I had a lot of the painting stuff just because he's got no problem being like, I don't fucking know what's going on with the painting shit, but he yeah. be learning, you know what I mean? <laughs> are there are there certain cities, I'm guessing like when you think of like New York or like Japan or Tokyo or whatever, they probably have like crazy art scenes, but do you think Seattle, like the average everyday artist understands everything that happens when it comes to art do you, or do you have to leave Seattle just like some people leave Seattle for music? Um, no, nah, I would honestly say it's probably easier to make it visually as an artist than musically okay. in Seattle. There's a lot of like really dope like art scene shit going on out here. And do you need like a social media for as um, a painter? Nah. You that's really cool. don't. Like that's the 
you can see that with almost any field though but like that is the great part about social media now is like being a black artist i wasn't really given the access of the resources to mm-hmm. the art world so i had to like learn that shit and then using my own fan base and stuff to kind of make noise for myself for people to see it and shit. Uh, if it wasn't for that then i would have never made it as a banner that's like, dope I just not seen any of that shit that's cool and like artists are able to feel their other one passion to another passion yeah. do you know are you do you know like a lot of the muralists out here, like Henry or? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I had I had Desmond Hansen on who does all like the electrical boxes. And yeah, I actually did one of them with him. Oh shit! Me and him kick it a lot. That's the homie. Which which one did you do with him? It's uh right by uh, Garfield High School. Okay. He's got the little butterflies and shit. You'll see it. That's dope. He does so many of them. He does that. a lot of stuff. He is probably one of my favorite professionally. Like artist friends, he knows his shit. He be writing all the proposals, he pats insurance, all that stuff to it. He's like really business savvy. Yeah. So I'll be picking his brain all the time. And he 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 um dabbles in making music as well. So that's no yeah. you probably you probably connect really well then. Yeah, that's the homie. He's tight. Wow. Is it so people say that in the Seattle area, like musically, mm. people are very clicky. How is it with the art scene? Uh, it's not as clicky, but there's still clicky moments. Okay. There's still, because that's like with graffiti, like you have your crews and stuff too. True. They'd be going over each other's shit. There'd be beefs too, all that stuff. So, so are, is graffiti artists different than muralists or? Um, not really. Graffiti is just illegal. <laughs> okay. Murally got permission to do it. Wow. And you, you recently did, like in May or something, I was looking at your Instagram, you did a mural or something on a some city block right it was like um, a shark and oh yeah 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 that's in uh vegas oh that was in vegas yeah, yeah. okay i'd be forgetting sometimes i'd be doing probably in the moves <laughs> so have you only done murals in vegas or have you done them in seattle or even any other both um i got one in portland at a hotel i'm forgetting the name of the hotel right now but there's one in portland i got two in vegas and then a few out here and do people just hit you up or do you have to hit them up or oh uh, luckily they hit me up Oh, wow. You could do the whole cold call thing. That works for a lot of people, but I'd be doing way too much shit to be doing that. What do you think of, I think it's, is it Rudy Willingham, the guy who does, like, the cutouts? Just, yeah, the cutouts, yeah. Like, what Who's do artists out? think of him? Um, We don't really talk about him much. I don't personally <laughs> know him, so I don't, if I don't personally know you, I don't really be talking about you. That's okay. just not how I be rolling and shit. I don't be giving a fuck about people like that. <laughs> what about, um... I'm trying to learn more about Henry because it seems like Henry is like one of the biggest muralists. I think he has the most murals per capita in Seattle. Is he an older guy? Or is yeah, he... older okay, guy. From what sense. I know, he was uh, like almost kind of like homeless and was just kind of doing it from his van and then just oh, took off from there. And people love his characters. Like yeah. They're everywhere, especially like northern Seattle. They're oh. fucking everywhere, bro. There's like car washes. There's mm-hmm. fucking full-on restaurants. And he's a cool dude. And now he's got like sculptures and shit going too. I've seen a few of his shows where everything sells out. Oh, yeah, wow. I mean, like he's he's popping. So when there's like when people do art, when paint, do they throw their own shows? As in, it's just a gallery walk, or do they usually have music to go along with it, or is that something that you're doing that's different? Um, yeah, that's what really sets me apart. Is they don't oh. really. It's when it comes to a lot of the painters art, it's just that. Okay. And they stick to their like rules that goes on with the galleries and all that. I'm trying to break all that because I don't I don't come from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know any of that shit, so I'm just doing whatever I want. That's that's um, dope though. And you do graphic design a little bit or something too, right? A little, little bit, a little bit. Me I'm too. Still working. I'm, I'm self-taught in that. <laughs> yeah. It's cool though. It's fun, bro. It's just fun getting to challenge yourself and just do different shit. So what do you, what do you say? Because I say artist. Do as a painter, do you call recording musicians artists as well, or do you just um, call them? What do you call them? <laughs> for the most part, it's artists. But then, like, I guess it depends on the situation. I use both. Okay. Rappers, painters, graffiti artists. That. And do do painters in Seattle help rappers or bands or whatever make cover art, or is that not um, really a thing yet? It should be a bigger thing than okay. what it is. It blows my mind how many of my music friends don't know my art friends, and vice versa. Okay. Like it should be working together so much more. But yeah. What about style wise? Who has better style, painters or rappers, pop stars, bands? Oh man, um, I would say the painters got a little bit more style. Yeah. There's a lot more personality and a lot more ownership in like who you are. A lot of rappers out here just kind of follow trends and shit. Okay. So do you think painters, they're not really going for like off-white or things like that? Uh, Is it more like... My painter friends are insane. They're all wild people. So do painter? I was arguing with someone, do, do painters buy brand new clothes or are they, is that kind of against... Aren't, aren't they kind of against society in a way and buy like thrifting stuff and just combined... 
Yeah, for the most part. Like for myself, I paint everything. I mean, I don't give a fuck. It's just yeah. what it is. And that's the difference too with like the rappers do because of like the way everyone's kind of made the whole stigma of stuff is my rapper friends, you know, they try to be more on their shit, make sure they look cooler, all that stuff. And then my paint friends, they don't like to be in the forefront of stuff. They just mm. like to get their respect. So they're just kind of more chill and wear whatever they want to wear. I feel. So the next thing that I saw that was really cool in 2020 is you were on fucking Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, I feel like no baby. one's talked to you about that. They mad. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is wild. It was crazy. I did not know it was going to happen. All those songs were made in like 2015 and 16. Why? So it was just... And it sounded just like that? In t they didn't change anything? Because that's um, like some crazy futuristic like punk type thanks, stuff. Uh, the Blouses Blue song is pretty much what it was then. Um one of the other songs I wrote for UFC 3 oh. but didn't make it and then the guy like changed the whole song around like changed his voice pitch all that shit and then yeah they picked it up dude you have like I think it's like four songs or something and it's like, yeah four or five quite a lot is dope it is so dope so how does like I just had an artist on named Arnie Woods who's like <clears throat> he, not, he might not be huge yeah. but he's getting like TV placements on like Netflix for his songs mm -hmm. he's like producing with a designer a lot now is it harder to how like how hard is it to get a song onto like a video game um it's really hard i'm lucky enough to like know the right people i take pride in like if i'm just in the studio with people i'm gonna work and people know i'm gonna work so okay. it just kind of worked to my favor but and then from that too i learned how to like make songs i know could be picked up for certain things okay so. So we got some other stuff coming too soon. You know what I mean? We got some stuff in the bags, baby. That's dope. <laughs> Have you done anything with like TV placements or TV shows yet? Or uh, maybe. Oh <laughs> shit. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So that's just like coming down to like talking to the right people, or do you like? How often is it that like someone just randomly from like a show or video game just reaches out to artists, or is it usually the artist reaching out more to? Um, it or... could be both. Okay. It could be both. It really is. It's so subjective. It okay. really depends on the person. I've seen people who are just really go-getters, and they can go out there and meet the right people and do all that. And then there's people who just got the sauce, and people just come to them for it, you know? Wow. And have, do you, have you played the game? Or? I haven't played either games I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> are you a video game guy know. at all, even? Like, I don't play games, but okay. I like like the ar artist aesthetic part of it. I was always yeah. just the one who was just do making the characters and stuff while my homies played and all that and just listening to the music and shit, so... That's but I myself am not a huge gamer like that. Damn. So how does it feel though to be one of the first artists back performing in Seattle? It's only been two weeks, it's like you said. It's great, bro. It's a it feels like a blessing. It's nice because you know when the world ended, I was like, "Fuck, this is how I mostly make my money. Mm -hmm. I got to figure things out." Luckily, the paint stuff started taking off even more. But to be able to perform again is like I'm home. This is where I feel the most comfortable. This is like what I love to do. Do you have like when you have merch booths? Is it sometimes your art on the side as well? Yeah. Oh shit. All of it, you know. We gotta sell the whole thing. That's dope. I was um one of my first concerts I went to was Kendrick Lamar's Championship Tour. So it's just everyone from his record mm, label. And it yeah, seems yeah, like you yeah, guys yeah, are building yeah. up your artists. Are you guys ever gonna do a thing where it's just all you guys at one show? AP. Ooh. He said yes. <laughs> There we go. That'd be cool. I'm excited for that. I love everybody on the team, so it'd be dope. Hell yeah. And tell tell me in the audience more about day one, because I'm still kind of new to your guys' group. Um, is it a group? We, is it a record label? I uh, guess it's a management team group. I couldn't really say that. That's where that man would have to come in there. But <laughs> we're like all the villains on one team. It's great. Villains? Yeah, we're the villains, baby. <laughs> but no, we're just there's a bunch of rappers, producers. We all get along very well. Um, it's been rocking maybe three years now. We've been rocking together for three years. Oh wow! One of the first artists to be a part of it, so it's dope being like the big brother and shit. So it's cool. So do you have a say in kind of who you want to be on the roster? Nah, I'd be finding out after and shit. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, hey, I like this guy, but I trust what they're doing. You know what I'm saying it's his thing, mm -hmm. like. And for the most part, too, we, like, always talk music. So I already know who's, like, who we already, like, really fuck with and shit. Is there, like, you know? a day one headquarters that everyone, like, meets at? Or? Um, I guess, yeah, his house, pretty much. <laughs> there we and go. we got the studio. I haven't been in the studio in a minute, though. I haven't been there in a while since I moved, probably. So, so where do, you, do you have, like, your home studio, or how do you record right now? I haven't recorded any music in, like, three months. Oh, this shit. is the longest I think I haven't recorded music 
pretty much ever. I, I was listening to one of your previous interviews, though, and you said at like, the beginning of the pandemic you were just recording, recording. Oh, yeah, I was recording hella. I was probably being mad annoying. I was sending them half-ass demos and shit and just making shit all the time. Wow. Both of them. <laughs> do you ever <laughs> send out shit. features to people, or is it... How do you... Um, yeah, a lot. I like, like, Jarv, Blake, Liv, those <sighs> are people that I know, like, I can just throw them shit, and it's just... It's in. You know what I mean? Dude, I love Jarv and Blake. They're great, bro. I have never made a bad song ever with them. I just know any song I make with them is gonna be the shit. That's wild. Do you feel like you're part of the Seattle music scene? Like I know when oh, I was yeah. when yeah. I was talking to Blake, he doesn't really feel like he's part of the music scene, but he's still nobody doing be trying thing. to give that man love. He's one of the best out here, and it's <sighs> annoying as fuck that people be trying to act like he ain't around here and shit, killing shit. Do you think but, it's important to be part of the Seattle music scene? Uh, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't need it for a sec, but it could help a lot. Do you think it's important to be part of Tacoma as well as Seattle? Or for myself, it's very important to be part of the Tacoma scene. Okay, you know what I'm saying, but like, which is changing now. Being from Tacoma, you had to go to Seattle if you wanted to have any type of local like success. Though there's not many venues that were in Tacoma. Like all the modern now is there and shit, but mm. there wasn't much going on for a while. So when you first started, you definitely probably hell yeah. And then how did you get into the music scene? Oh, uh, shit. From age 19, I'd just drive up from Spanaway wow. a few days a week, come out and just rap. Just hella rapping. I didn't really know people. I've always kind of just been outsider, but I was showing up to everything, ready to go. Like you went to concerts or you went to, were there, are there open, open mics? mics okay. shows, all of that. I was wherever, studio sessions. I was just trying to rap. Do you, are there still open mics? Like the only open mic I know of is fucking U-Dub Retro. Yeah, that's, that's like, the only one I think still going. Really? On. Not even done that. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I've done all that shit. Is there a certain way to like for people to maneuver through the Seattle scene, or is it different for everyone? I know it's there's... different for everyone. Just say I I didn't grow up in Seattle, so like I I wasn't part of any clique, any of that stuff. I was just always the nigga from Spanway that rap good. Okay. I just came out here and shit. So. Like I know, like one of my pre previous guests, Django, he has to fucking drive all the way from Spokane. Yeah. I mean, and even that, like I remember for years seeing them come out here. Yeah. You know I'm saying we all see it. You're like, okay, them niggas are coming across the fucking state to be out here. Like people pay attention, people respect that type of stuff. So he's always made a name for himself doing shit like that. Do you pay attention to the up and coming artists or? Oh, uh, every now and then, yeah, every now and then. And then how it's long? It's hard sometimes though. How long do you feel like you? How long have you been in like the scene? Um, I would say probably like. I would say like eight nine years, but I would say everyone else would probably say probably like four. Okay, and I've got a lot more attention the last few years. So you're saying four because that's when you started to be able to leave your job, or? Uh, just because people started taking me more serious as it like, it was hard in the beginning. Just that being an outsider doing that stuff, I was still doing stuff like the video games and all that, and people mm -hmm. weren't talking about it and shit. But the painting has helped like bring a platform, and then people start paying attention more. And then I actually moved out here like physically, like living in Seattle and shit, so that helped. So what do you think you're doing different compared to like Jarv D or anyone that? came up in that era who are still uh, trying well, to make a name i paint so that automatically just sets me apart from everybody completely okay um i really take pride in like people know if i'm in the studio i'm rapping like shit's about to get done we're rapping i'm just not gonna listen to beats i'm not there to smoke weed and yeah not saying that driver does any of that i'm not saying that part but mm -hmm. just knowing for myself that's what set me apart from a lot of shit and i'm just the weird nigga who's <laughs> comfortable being a weird nigga like it's really helped right <laughs> so you don't think it's hard for people to place you anywhere because you know how to do a lot of things or do you think it's harder because people are like how do we place this guy it's probably that okay. where to place me it's hard growing up Doing that shit because one, I sounded like Jay Z a lot, so that helped. That did not help me try to get like record deals and shit. And then I wanted to paint. Hella people told me I couldn't do both and shit. Mm -hmm. So to people, I'm still this weird thing that they're trying to figure out. Who else? I forgot. There was some other artist. Nacho. Doesn't Nacho paint? He draws and stuff. I think he comes from a family of artists. And I think shit. he said he did like one art show or something. That's like, I feel that. Do you know any like industry artists that have been able to paint and it's not even um, really talked about at all? Z Looper is the closest thing, oh, honestly. And that he's guy's tight. crazy. He's tight. <laughs> he's super, super tight. I um, I saw him when I was. I went to who, who was it? it? Wasn't Denzel Curry? Fuck, I forget. He came to Seattle like in 2019 with. Fuck, do you know who I'm talking about? It was I have no idea. Z Loopers and, I completely forget. But I'm I'm just excited for like a lot of the industry artists to come back to. Yeah, man, it's where music's going right now. I'm loving it. It is tight. Right. It's so. 
when it comes to your music, are you are you do you do you talk about are all your albums albums? Are they mixtapes? I know a lot of artists they want to wait until they're signed to a record yeah. label or getting a big paycheck to say it's an actual album. Like Tyler the Creator's album he just released is actually like a mixtape. Mm-hmm. I feel like people don't really realize that was a mixtape. Yeah. So for you, um, what is it like for I would say they're albums. I mostly look like call them projects per se, just because like I don't see no difference between me painting and me doing songs. So like an album to me is like an art show and then every song's like an art piece, you know. So mm-hmm. I try I'm very into like conceptually making shit and all that. And I don't really care about like being super signed and all that shit. So I'm you're getting the music for real for right now, you know. There we go. And what about these C- Seattle venues or like KXP? Like how did they start to notice you? Um, just making good shit, man. Just being everywhere. Like, I don't got super connects like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So just being in people's face. Do you think it's marketing though? Because I feel like um, there's yeah, a lot of artists yeah. that are in people's face and they're still struggling. So it's, it's always marketing. Like, I think sometimes I don't really think about it, but it's just really authentic. Like even me and AP, like our relationship has now become somewhat of like a marketing thing to people, and we mm-hmm. never like talked about it. You know what I mean? It was just we just talk shit to each other online and now people see it as this thing that think that it's like super calculated and it's not I'm just talking shit to my homie <laughs> and, and how did you guys meet so how do you meet AP and how do you meet is it JB or oh um just through music I think you heard Channel Surfing um did the interview super kicked it got along and then just kind of just trickled from there it was just really natural and then we just started kicking hell and just talking mad shit and it was like, hey, this nigga kind of funny. And you were the first, you were the first <laughs> artist to day one. No, Romero, Francois. Oh, okay. And then we got cool. We all linked and like, let's make it happen. And people want to know what's up with Romero. He hasn't really been releasing anything lately, right? You gotta talk to that man, you know. Okay. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And channel surfing. That's something I need to talk to you about. Yeah, I love that project. MF Doom made Danger Doom. Yeah. That's similar to Channel Surfing. That inspired that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Love that project. It's so ridiculous. I just wanted my first project to be the most ridiculous shit I could make so that no one could just say they can't expect me to make weird shit. Okay, that's Just dope. go out all the way. Just balls, walls, fucking weirdo. I feel like people don't didn't, didn't give, or still don't give, MF Doom enough respect. Oh, of course. Hell no, bro. Even his passing was just weirdly him. Like, it's, it's wild. Like, did that you guy, ever... Man. Listen to when he like was on tour for a year or something. It wasn't even him. It was just like, yeah, that's just saucy, bro. That's <laughs> tight. I'm trying to do that. I need a double parry. <laughs> were you? Were you? Meat? Was it Meatball? Yeah. Ch- were you Meatball yeah. or did you get? Yeah, I did that. I am way too hungover to try to do that right now. <laughs> I would butcher the fuck out of that. But that is me doing that. And I don't that's know hilarious. why I did it. It was just something I do when I'm just in the mood. You know. <laughs> do you watch Adult Swim still or? Uh, yeah. Well, kind of. There's this show called Off the Air that's on Adult Swim, and that's, okay. like, one of my favorite things ever. I don't know if I've seen what's off the air. It's it's ridiculous. Like, they take one word, like, bed, and then they'll have 20 minutes of different segments of people's um, perspective of just making bed. So it'll be, like, <laughs> an idea of what's underneath someone's bed, and there'll be a whole monster thing, and then there'll be, like, sculptures of beds and shit. It's a really weird show, and it's, like, you just pop some shrooms and just watch some weird shit i love adult swim i like it's a part of my whole personality aren't aren't (laughs) they like um they're kind of like a record label now right don't they have some artists signed or they at least collaborate with artists so i think so probably like i know um run the jewels has definitely worked with them a lot of like they work with obscure artists yeah that's why i love it though they they take chances yeah weird people and shit so tell me about your group oh sleep steady Day, let's start. Let's start right there. Actually, yeah. oh, yeah. I was going to talk about. <laughs> okay, let's start with Sleep Stadium. So that was when you. That's who, who you. That's when you first started. You were in a group, right? Yep. So yeah, how yeah. old were you when when you were in that group? Uh, nineteen. So I'm not, from nineteen to twenty six, I was in that group. Oh, we shit. just wanted to make. The idea of genre was it was trunk and is trap and punk music together. Oh gosh. And it was just we just wanted to make fight music. Is that music still out? I don't know if I've been able to check yes, it out. Yes, that's pretty much all of the video game stuff was under Sleep Steady. Oh. So it was just all the fight stuff. People really liked it, and it just took off from there. So I understand like your background with your dad being a DJ and everything like that. What what made you wait until after high school to start 
recording music though? Um, just because I was doing everything. I always knew I'd be creative, so I was just always drawing shit. Okay. I was trying to make beats. I was a band geek, all that stuff. Oh, shit. So, what would you play in band? Drums, percussion, oh, okay. all that shit. So. Tiffany's Toms, all that shit. It was fun. So you were in drumline then, or were you? Yeah, but I mean, it's Washington, so there ain't no real drumline. You know what I mean? It's just, it's bullshit. It was, I remember like being 14 and seeing what a real drum look like, drumline look like, and be like, yeah, this ain't for me. (laughs) I missed the mark on that. These niggas are too nice. Bro, I'm telling my the high school I went to, drumline was crazy. Like, we went to the, we went to the Rose Bowl parade. Okay. Yeah, so like my senior year, we did that shit, and like, the people in drumline, they're wild. Nah, we had the Daffodil Parade and it was ass. <laughs> Big ass. Our drumline shit was terrible. I was a I was a clarinet player. Okay. I feel that. <laughs> hey, that's what's up. How long did you do that for? I did that from middle school through high school. So like six oh. or seven years. Did you like take it super serious? Or was it was just kind of just like that that's the know, crazy whatever. thing. I I was really talented at it. And there'd be like people would be practicing like for hours a day, I'd spend, I'd spend like 20 minutes. And then like at my school, there were band assessments and that's how you got grades in the band. You had to like every couple weeks, you had to make sure you know how to play the scales, all these songs, Yeah. practice 20 minutes, nail it. And I'd go up the ladder and like everyone else would take like hours practicing. But then I would talk a lot in class. So no one thought I was good. Like my, <laughs> the band teacher got, to, it got to a point like the band teacher would like tell me and my friends he wanted to kick our teeth in oh, our string. God. They were, damn, they were pissed at us. <laughs> nah, I skipped hella. I skipped a lot. A whole lot. I burned to my clarinet once I graduated. God damn. <laughs> nah, I do all that. That's crazy. <laughs> do you like mess around with like MIDI board and stuff now to like kind of do drum nah, stuff? Or? I don't. I should. Like I haven't really done anything like musically on that since high school. Oh, wow. And it was just like right after high school, it was like, all right, I really want to do the rap shit. I'm going to make it happen. So then I started taking it serious then. What about live inst- instrumentation? Like I know mm-hmm. that's actually slowly starting to come back in the music. Yeah. Are you big into that or trying to? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely trying to get people play some sax here, Mm -hmm. have guitars and all that. And then the producers I work with, like Oda Beats, they be doing that shit on their own too, so. Okay. That's so wild to me that there's so many different, like, art forms in Seattle or even tech. Yeah. And we're not just all, we should be one big melting pot, but they're all doing their own thing. And it's crazy how it's just, they isolate and you just don't really know it. Like, it really blows my mind how me and my paint friends and New Year's friends just don't know each other. Like, when I hear people saying they have like live instruments it's usually because they know someone that's in like a fucking punk band or some shit mm-hmm. and they're bringing that guy over yep. it's not like oh i know someone from the seattle symphony and they're gonna help me out tonight yeah like what what do you think it is when it comes to um there's a lot it could be two there's a lot of race barriers that could be one you know but why do people say that i feel why is that actually i feel like when people say that like i had I had Greg Scott on from yeah. Kung Fu Grip, and he was, I don't want to take this out of context, but I, I feel like one of the, his points on why Kung Fu Grip didn't blow up is because of gentrification. But I feel mm-hmm. like when people talk about race in Seattle, I feel like that's just like a cop-out. Um, Yeah, so that could be. It could be. It's It's a mix of both. It's just the fact that like people stick to who they know who they hang out with you know if it's a bunch of white dudes from the symphony they're not going to the rap show to see the other rappers and the rap guys aren't going to go kick it with these white folks and shit they might get along that's they might find out but they're just not really going outside themselves with that shit and me i grew up weirdo i grew up all types of life i got a bunch of gay friends i got white friends i got friends who do this you mean like i'm everywhere i'm gonna be everywhere and shit so how do you feel about like actual rap in the industry i feel like you have to separate hip-hop from rap and i feel like when you're talking to the everyday person they actually don't know many rappers they just talk oh, about yeah. like hip-hop artists like they'll talk about like cardi b or a chance the rapper yeah. but they won't even talk to so, like my favorite album that just came out was yesterday now my new like i feel like my favorite album always changes yeah but um do you know idk yeah i haven't listened to it yet He's oh. He's he fucking got dmx and mf doom on the album and they both passed it was so sad oh shit and he, he ends the album oh I don't want to ruin it for you but I gotta listen now that sounds tight okay MF Doom I mean I'm just gonna say this part DMX right. like ends the album with a fucking prayer it's like that's oh, fire that is fire but people don't like the average person doesn't really understand hip doesn't understand rap but honestly they don't know IDK painting, the, 
average person doesn't really indulge in a lot of this shit, so they just don't get it. Like, there are a lot of people who fuck with my art that just don't understand art at all. And the same thing with music and stuff. So, like, even when I create stuff, I try not to really think about that. Like, I got friends who really, really love music, and their opinions are different than I got friends who just whatever's playing or whatever's on Instagram looks cool as that. You know what I mean? Like, mm. And then I got music friends who know nothing about art and I got our friends who know nothing about music. So like, I don't really take any offense to it. I just know like, you, you just know what you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, got friends who are hell in the cars. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not hell in the cars. It's just, people who are really surface level and just shit, they're just not really passionate about. That's just, it's just life, you know? Do you, do you think people like in general are creative though or do you think that's oh, like a yeah. smaller population? Okay. I think everyone's creative. I feel like everyone should look at what they're doing more creatively. Like even your day job could be a, cre- like a creative outlet for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you allow yourself to be creative at your day job, you know what I'm saying? And it can become whatever you want it to be. Like everyone's an artist. Yeah. I feel like at one point we should all just not be working and just be creating shit and you'll find a job out of it. You'll find something. But I when it comes back to the music part, mm. I feel that more people understand pop even, or even country more than hip hop. Yeah, I feel like they don't even understand any of that. They just, whatever's pinned their face is what the thing is, you know what I'm saying? People don't know until they know. But why do people like, how can people want to be part of the culture but not even understand like the music or what it takes to be part of the culture? Like that's wild. Yeah. I mean, that that's even the crazy thing about social media. Like, that's what social media lets people know. Like, everyone pretends that they're into hella shit, but they're really not just to be involved in something. You know what I'm saying? We just like the idea of communicating and being around other humans, so we'll just pretend like we're into some shit just to be next to people. That's whack. You know? It's whack, but, you know, it's just, it's just really life. <laughs> like, so they said, there's sneakerheads. they passionate about that. There's people passionate about food, this and that. And yeah. Then, we're all service level somewhere. That's just what it is. Do you think we have enough time in our lives to like be well-rounded in multiple things? If you allow yourself to, hell yeah. Okay. But I feel like there's a lot, even when I talk to a lot of people, um, even like that's why people like following me and stuff online because they'll see me be out to be 32, I'll jump on a skateboard. I'm mm-hmm. learning how to skateboard and I'll go and do this. I'm gonna live my life to the fullest and find different ways to be passionate about everything. You know what I'm saying? If I decide tomorrow I want to be a cook, I'm about to like really indulge in that shit. You know what I'm Hell saying? Yeah. Look all that shit up. But a lot of people just don't have that passion. But I feel mm-hmm. like it's society, the way we kind of live, that people just think they're just here to just work and then just that's it. Tell me about as your group as day one. Yeah. Because I, I keep calling it a group. I guess it is a record. It's a management. Yeah. That's the great part about it. It's everything. It, <laughs> it's really just a management thing, but we get along so well. You know what I'm saying? I will say AP and Jimmy have done a really good job at that, picking people like-minded ideas, um, people who are like enjoy the same music. Yeah. And a lot of it is we as artists will take the time to hit each other up. Hey, you, I see you doing this stuff. Let's make some stuff work. So, yeah. And then it looks like a group just we're just makes sense naturally just being us as an entity yeah in seattle i feel like you guys i feel like a lot of people feel like this you guys are kind of like at the forefront of like politics when in the seattle music scene yeah is that on purpose or like how is it just because you guys have a big enough platform that people see you guys more oh man i don't know because i don't even see myself as a political person i'm just really honest that's mm-hmm. just my thing bro is like it's even gotten us in some trouble from individual stuff and shit but it's just honest I, we don't think about a lot of this shit if okay. we see some shit's fucked up we're just gonna say it you know what i mean like we're not gonna play the little politic game and this and that and be cool with people all that like we're just gonna see how we feel and people fuck with it some people they get mad at us every now and then but you know it's not ever really thought out like that though could you tell me a little bit about the campana martial law band shit <laughs> oh, like man. everyone's fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> saying um, some shit about it. yeah what do you want to know man <laughs> so i had campana on probably it's gonna get juicy the middle of the pandemic <laughs> yeah. and just from that hour of a conversation i feel like he's a dope dude i don't campana i think you're awesome i like your style but i feel as a person i feel like he's a very radical thinker yeah so <laughs> when someone like the martial law band who's supposed to be like just peace and love man mm. and fucking malcolm x comes in that. Yeah. 
It's just man like that too is um no disrespect to Marshall and them. They they do what they do. They wish them the success in whatever world they are, but like I just myself personally, Campana could probably say the same thing is like sometimes it's just too much positive. It's just like <laughs> it could come off corny or it's just well, not just like genuine. Especially right. cuz it's like we're in a pandemic with the world going to shits, all this black life matters. There's no peace right now. You know what I'm saying? There really ain't no peace right now. To do all that, I feel, is like very counterproductive. Like people should be upset. People should be speaking how they really feel about shit and just to gloss it over. I just feel like it's kind of a cop out. What about their album? If we could just keep behind it, I don't like their music. Okay. I feel like I just personally don't like their music. (laughs) I have always said that behind closed doors. I've never really tried it, but I just personally never liked their music. I've never aligned myself with them just off of that, just off that. Too, like I said, I come from a rough, rough childhood, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So a part of the aggression, a part of Speak Your Mind is very, very dear to me. And like, uh, it's very PC, it's very all that. They can be over there with the white happy folks and just do that shit. With their album though, I felt like they were trying to like shed light on Chaz and Chop. Do you not feel like they talked about how nah. dark it got or nah. for someone who was out there almost okay. every day like protesting and marching and then doing that i put music aside for mm. all this shit it was not about me it was about using my talents to really put a message across and i feel like they were more or less making a parade you know what i'm saying more or less doing stuff like it's cool to kind of talk about it but i just don't feel like it was done right I just really don't feel like it really put any real spotlight on the actual situation. It's just more about them. So you think they're trying to like take a, I don't know if take advantage of it. Yeah, and right even word, that, because they might genuinely think they are helping in a way, but I just feel like it was more opportunities than anything. Okay. But do you think the average, not the average, artists aren't average. Artists are crazy. Some niggas are average. Okay. <laughs> but like the, the, every, the average, okay, let's say the average artist in... Seattle, yeah. that's part of the music scene. Do you think they all know Marshall? Yeah, yeah. Because now I will say, since I've been shitting on him, I will say I've <laughs> always said he would be great as a manager. He is very good at booking stuff, very good at pitting people. Everyone that. said that's crazy. Yeah, but they said the ironic part is he has to still be on top while doing those things. You know what okay. I'm saying? And then there's a lot of people who are never going to speak their mind about how they – and I'll say this about – not even just Marshall, a lot of people. People don't speak their mind because they don't have any worth of anything themselves, so they don't want to ruffle feathers because they need that person. When people don't need Marshall, a lot of people will speak more about how they actually feel about him, but they I, feel like they need him right now, so they kind of... I feel like that's everything him. in the music. Yeah. I feel like like I just... And I don't need none of these niggas, so I'm going to say what I want. <laughs> See, that's Sorry. what I'm trying to do. I, I want to <laughs> genuinely like help people, and I yeah. feel like if I really want to help people, I feel like I have to speak my mind as well, mm-hmm. you know? You got to. But, like, I feel like... Especially because if it's not from a place of actual hate and you're just really just constructive criticism, mm-hmm. you really want to see people grow, you know what I'm saying? You got to speak your mind. They're going to take it whatever way they're going to take it, but... I feel like even when it comes to, like, artists being friends with other artists, yeah, they should... I feel like people don't check people enough. Not enough, bro. It, my friends know I talk my shit. We'll talk. If I don't like what you're doing music you make and I expect the same energy all the time if you see me out here acting reckless doing some shit say some shit don't just let me out here doing it if you see me making bad shit before I release to the world say some shit you know what I mean like and niggas don't do that shit mm-hmm. like, I have no problems I don't have a lot of rap friends out here like that and I don't really want to cause it's I'm not gonna play the game like so same thing with Blake Blake's dope why are niggas not talking about Blake it's because Blake doesn't give them any mm-hmm. benefit to help them out you know what I'm saying like okay. but that nigga's making great shit um, so why do you think Campana there's a lot I've heard a lot of rumors of why he left Campana left the Seattle session because like, he was part of the Seattle sessions he yeah. completely like it's out of I it I was also part of that too though. you were I, part of the Seattle I sessions too, yeah. did you do any ciphers or anything I was like on four or five of the songs but I asked to be removed from them but did you do the, the ciphers they did the, I, we were supposed to do a Tacoma cipher right before the pandemic okay. but then that never transpired and then they did the Seattle session thing and yeah so and I don't think Chase fucks with me no more after all that shit who left first you or Campana um well it was like a whole group day one effort AP was kinda we all talked about it AP was I just don't think it's a good look for us we should just drop out of this do you think you guys have strong morals or how do you guys look at your you um, guys as a group in Seattle is it just what you want to be like a, 
you want to show people how to do something the right way or is it just like it's like it's both it's morals and just like having just a high standard for stuff you know like that was my thing with a lot of it was I'm just not gonna put my name on stuff that's just I feel is okay or just not really thought out like that because when it comes to the Perry entity of me paying all that like it's a well old machine I'm doing what I gotta do I'm trying to put out quality stuff and I feel like there was stuff going on there um, that whole rat situation was going on. I didn't know what's oh. going on with that shit. You know what like I'm saying? No one just, can, why can no one talk about that? That's what's wild to me. That Raz thing. I don't really talk about it because I don't know him at all. Same. I don't. Like I said, I didn't grow up in Seattle, so I right. can't speak. And that's the thing that's crazy. Is a lot of these niggas grew up around each other, and they don't hold each other accountable. I'm from Spanaway. I don't know you niggas. Like, I came out of here when I was almost 20. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you guys were doing in the dark. And that's another reason why I align myself in certain ways is People are cool, but I don't know what people do behind closed doors. Mm. I just don't. And if I don't really know you, it doesn't serve me any purpose to be like, fuck with you like that. I've had people ask me to, if they even said Raz's name like one time in an interview, they've made me like take that whole section out. (laughs) So I got no problem with him. I don't know him like that, man. I've never said anything bad about him. It's just, Mm. hey, these people are saying what you're doing. I don't know you. It this whole thing is not worth anything to me like that. So it's just best if I just remove myself. And we were moved about a year ago. Mm. It was a good time that was quiet that no one even knew that we dropped out of the whole thing. So why is it and popular it got now? Mess. I really don't know how it got kind of messy on Twitter. I think AP or one of us spoke our mind a little bit and then Chase started saying more stuff. And then, yeah, because we kept it very, I try to keep everything low key. Even with the Marshall thing, I haven't fucked with him for a very long time and I've kept that to myself and we've had solo conversations you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like we've kept it very adult like and shit but lately everything has been spilling out but I try to keep everything I don't believe in promoting niggas I don't fuck with like that you know do you think Campana's more in the forefront socially than you are because I don't I don't even know oh you... yeah like politically he really on his shit man I can give him as one rapper I've watched during the pandemic like really be about the shit reading books doing all that as Campana so mm. like everybody else is just retweeting shit I think really trying to learn some shit. From what I heard, you guys pulled out because of some organization that Marshall was part of, or what? I'm oh, con- yeah, I'm that, confused. Why? There's a lot the of animosity. Is that the right? I think that's the um, right word, right? Yeah. Like I said, what my situation with the whole thing was, I haven't fucked with them for a while. I just would to keep it that way. So I just when I don't really care what the art that's being made over Wait, there. Wait, so you, did you not know when you were first part of the sessions that they had so many songs, or because they um, have like five or six songs? Well, I dropped out of the Seattle sessions more because of I was just hearing a bunch of just random rumors about people that I don't know. That's just how. I oh, so this. other people. It wasn't yeah. just Marshall. It, it had nothing. The me dropping out of the Seattle sessions had nothing to do with the Marshall thing. Okay. I just haven't personally fucked with them off of other stuff and then like the Papo Bueno thing we were both um, sponsored by the same tequila place Papo Bueno did some weird shit who's Papo I don't know that guy it's a tequila company okay um, so yeah I wait so who was sponsored you and who Marshall okay you're both sponsored by sponsored there and that's like is that Seattle yeah brand? and I feel like that's where me and his kind of issue transpired from those situations you know what I'm saying like I feel like maybe him and Campana have their own things like I don't really be talking about Mm-hmm. other nigga shit but for me it was with the Marshall things I don't really like the music you're making I don't really like the way you go about it we were both with Papa Bueno I didn't really fuck with the way Papa Bueno handled a lot of shit um, there was weird conversations where it was like me and Marshall should kind of like low key be like the safe niggas you know what I'm saying and it's just like I hate shit like that like I don't want to be some black dude who's just like white passing and doing a bunch of shit like that right. and you know what I mean like especially we talk about a lot of race stuff I take pride as I'm a hood ass nigga who can kick with anybody and it's cool like being from Tacoma and this is a real thing like I know people from Seattle who talk shit about Tacoma who's never been to Tacoma right. I'm the first person they've met in Tacoma but they have such an opinion but then they like me so much so then mm-hmm. it's like going off of your own logic like aren't you wrong then mm-hmm. you met this the first nigga you met from Tacoma and you love it but then you don't even want to go to Tacoma because it's gang violence. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a real thing like that out here. Wow. And say so it's really annoying and all that shit. And then Papa Bueno didn't really hold up there in the bargain with shit. I just didn't really like how all that shit was transpiring, so I didn't want any parts of that. And how, as an artist, do you go about getting sponsored? I think that's something new for a lot of our- people realizing that you can get sponsorships as yeah. an artist versus I think people think people get sponsors for being like an athlete mm. or pushing some clothing line. 
Yeah. How do you, how, I don't, Marshall might be different, but how did you as an artist get a sponsor? Um, it was through my homie, Sean the Shaman. Okay. He was someone I grew up in high school. He was like a DJ. He already was already fucking with Papa Bueno. I met um, Papa Bueno, Colt through him. Colt hella fucked with the music. Then we would just have a bunch of, it never, nothing really transpired from it really. It was just, we have a bunch of meetings about me joining the team. They were supposed to pay for a lot of music videos. I had a studio they were supposed to help pay for all that shit. And all it just really was was once a month we'd hang out, he'd give me some free liquor, and then that was just it. <laughs> and then I would see him, like, him and Marshall do festivals, and you'll do all this other shit. So it was like, clearly you guys have an agenda what you guys want to do. It's just I'm not willing to do what y'all want, so you're not willing to really help me on some shit. So that's why I had to leave that situation. Okay. And have you had other sponsors, and can you give advice to people? Like, that um, seemed like it was a connection you already yeah. kind of formed. I've had, like, watercolor and, like, art sponsors and shit like that, and that was more or less me going to them and being like, hey, this is what I do. This is the following I got. I get some free shit. You know what I mean? So like, and I feel like maybe Marshall did the same thing. Like I said, I I commend him on that. He's very good at. He can go in places and talk the talk and mm-hmm. you know get what he needs to get. So, I mean, he's he's out there making his moves though. Do you think more artists could make more money if they're trying to find sponsors? Like I feel like a lot of. Yeah, but like I said, it comes down to why the reason I dropped out of a lot of stuff is when you have sponsors you are a part of that so you have to like Make also sure. believe in what they're doing you know what i'm saying so it could lead to money but it also could lead to some mess that if you don't really know what you're who you're fucking with do you think it's too late for older artists i really like jarv d but mm. like he kind of had a rec- he was part of a record deal for a yeah. second and now he's making music that's popping off locally i know he's trying to collab with bigger people too mm. But I feel like he's a really perfect example of someone who almost made it, yeah. but kind of hasn't. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's too late for a lot of older artists in the scene? Nah, man. I just think it comes down to how you market yourself and okay. how you really just be genuine. I said, if you're me about to be 32, I'm not chasing what the kids who are 20 are doing. I'm in my 32 bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm here doing that stuff. I'm going to speak like an adult. I'm going to make music that I listen to at this time. And like, even looking at people like Jay and stuff now, like, before rap was really young man sport, this is the first time we're actually seeing older men like become this thing, you know what I'm saying? Like we okay. haven't seen, there's very few 40 year old rappers, so we don't even know what that's supposed to look like yet. So right. I feel like it's a great market. Instead with fucking social media, that it's a great time to figure that out. You, you're trailblazing. So I mean, do you, are there things that you think you could have changed? Cause I'm a younger guy yeah. and I'm trying to figure out what it takes to where I can make money super young versus, mm. versus having to wait another 10 years. Yeah. Do you think there's something, because you, 2017, were you like 28? I was 20, 27. 27, yeah. So it took you until you were around 27 mm. to actually kind of start popping off. Yeah. Are there things that you think you could have done differently or is it just? Um. Yeah. Well, it's like when I first started doing it, I didn't care about being locally known at all. So when I was like, between 23 and 27, I was already messing with other labels. I was like, work with Ilmai and a bunch of other people Ooh, a lot. Shit. I had my own following across the country. I was already using the internet a lot. So when I like got 27 and broke up with the sleep study stuff, it was that time I was like, all right, I'm gonna focus on locally and like try to actually help that shit. So like, I've always kind of low key been successful, but I've always never cared about the popularity part of any of that shit. You know, like, I didn't care if you don't know what I'm doing. If I'm paying my bills doing this, I'm succeeding. That's right. how I've always seen it. So, I mean, like, it really depends how what you want. Like, and that was the thing, too, with doing the painting is I would see people who got 100,000 followers and only selling their paintings for 50 bucks. And then I have mm-hmm. some of my favorite painters, they'd have 2,000 followers and they're selling shit for 20 grand. You know what I mean? So it's just like it comes to where you really see yourself and what you want to do. If you're younger and you care more about the popularity, all the numbers and all that, it's going to take you a longer time to get to the bag, but you mm-hmm. can get to the bag really young and especially using the internet. You know what I mean? Like, and you're, you seem to be doing on your shit. This is, this is lovely. You know I mean like you're Bro, really putting the best foot forward. Fucking podcast producer now. Yeah. And I'm only 20. There yep. we go. That's <laughs> it, bro. That's really it. That's, that's, do you, and I'm from Spanaway, so I always knew I was never really going to make it because I'm from Spanaway. Mm. But I would change it for niggas your age to actually have something to say. Like, there's a Perry out there. There's a Jar D out there now. They have to pave that way for there to be even be able yeah. to be successful at 22. You know 
know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's important. That's why I think that I like to have older artists on to yeah. people to realize that stuff. Do you think it's even important to be part of the music scene for like a Blake Anthony we already talked about yeah. wasn't part of the music scene. Well, he's kind of part of the music scene, but he's got some pretty cool numbers going on. He mm-hmm. seems like he's doing well. Do you think it you would have blown up faster if you were part of the music scene? It doesn't really seem um, like that you really needed it at all. Like financially, I'm Yeah. Like, I would that's a really hard one. That's okay. a really hard one. And that's just cause like it really was in twenties people telling me what I'm doing now was not a thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like you can't be a rapper and a painter, bro. Now everyone's <clears throat> like, that's the coolest thing that you rap. You know I mean now it's okay. just like so normal now. It was like nigga, you wouldn't even fuck with me because I did, but now it's now you can. You know what I mean? So it it's really hard. Like we live in such a different world. The music industry changes so quick all the time now. Like it was not the same thing it was ten years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like down from streaming services like streaming services have completely changed shit you know what i'm saying like and now if you look at streaming services they run like social medias and shit now yeah you know what i mean like it's a whole different world and it's always always fucking changing it's so it's hard to say man it's hard to say and they said me not being from seattle like at first that's what i wanted to do was like be locally do it then i realized all right i've got challenges from not growing up with these niggas you know what i'm saying i'm pushing shit doing different shit i paint there wasn't a lane for me yet to be able to be successful. I had to create that lane first. You mm-hmm. know? Um, so what did happen to your group? Oh man, we just started seeing, we didn't see eye to eye anymore. Um, had different agendas where we want to take shit. Personally, things just started unraveling. Cause at first from 19, um, we were 19 from like age 24. We only made music via emails. We didn't live in the same city at the time. And oh, shit. Shit. So we didn't really know each other. And then when we got to know each other, <clears throat> and I mean, you do business people, you know, like you find out if you really fuck with that person. And we just realized like, we're just better off not really kicking it like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I thought it was cool that um, I had Kini Yada on and yeah. his fucking group is all the way in Florida. Yep. So it's cool that sometimes that can work. But I- And even that, his group blew the fuck up and they were doing shit and I feel like he don't get his flowers out here enough too. Oh, he definitely doesn't. You know? I feel like he can be connected, but I don't feel like- Yeah. The and average so, artist doesn't know who he is. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. It's really weird. The climate of this scene is very, very weird. And I just feel like it's not, people aren't focused on the quality of the music and the real impact that this artist is having worldwide or countrywide. We just really care about just being the nice guy do, out here. Do you think things can change? Do you think things are getting better? Things are changing for the better, especially if you've got people like myself and other people who are going to speak their mind and really say what I feel like needs to be said. Cause we say some shit that pisses people off, and you find out most people agree. But are you nice about it, or like? <laughs> then um, again, you just said don't be nice. <laughs> I'm not nice about it because I just feel, genuinely I feel like I'm just a nice person. So people know it's not no ill will. I'm not just really. I don't hate on niggas. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing great, you're doing great. But if you want my opinion, I'm just gonna give my opinion. You know what I mean? Oh, just like, I, but I'm not gonna hide from it. Like niggas will really like that man. There's there'd be rumors about me around. Niggas won't ever say it to me until they don't like what I got to say. You why know what I mean? Why is that, though? Why do people do that? I don't know. It's like if you if you heard something about me, bro, and you fuck with me, why not take me aside when you see me and say something? Hey, bro, I heard this about you. Everyone check in, make sure you're good. This going on. I heard this going on. You're just going to say nothing. you dap peaceful. Then I piss you off, and now you want to start running rumors. That's the fucking Marshall thing. Like, everyone. You know I, mean? I really do. <laughs> I really do like Marshall, but, like, like yeah. and, like, I've done cool things with him, but, like, I feel mm-hmm. like every single person I know that say <laughs> some the same thing about no one has a different opinion on it that's, yeah. that's kind of i'm gonna say how i feel man you know it's just people don't say it out here it is, it is really fucked up like there could be said if i came here and there were hella shit people saying something about you and we were homies i'm like hey bro i heard this about you last night what, what's yeah. going on you know what i'm saying or i can just say not say nothing be here da, da, da. and then we i don't like what you said yesterday then i start popping off about some shit that i heard about you that's that's weird behavior it even comes do down that. to the fucking like like i know artists who do like a lot of drugs or alcohol like mm-hmm. people don't even check people on that shit yeah like i was out myself i was out here being reckless <laughs> with that shit you know what i mean and saying that and there's people who knew it yeah they weren't gonna say nothing they weren't gonna check on me though but i bet you something happened to me though 
that have all the things, nice things to say. Then this and you know I mean like it's a game that people play. Look at this picture we took in 2015. Yeah, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> We've been running all that together. Shit. Or it could be like, while. I knew that nigga was drug out of fuck that ass nigga. You didn't say that when we was doing drugs the other day, though, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was all peaceful. You ran across the street to show me love. Now that you see this, I always knew that nigga was weird. Oh nigga, you was just my friend yesterday. You know what I mean? It's like niggas act like that, bro, a lot out here, and it's weird. It's really weird. What is some advice that you have for the music scene out here? Um, Be authentic. If niggas in New York have already done it, it's already too late, bro. <laughs> if niggas are done this, like just be yourself. That's just really it. Just really be yourself. You know what I'm saying? People give me, I feel like that's the superpower I have. Hella people tell me it's like, man, I wish I could be as comfortable as you. What the fuck does that mean? Be comfortable, then nigga. Be yourself. You know what I mean? Just do that. Like, yeah. I get that a lot. I get that a whole lot. Damn. I wish I could be this comfortable. I wish I can make the music you make. You could do any of that shit, nigga, if you just believed in yourself for real. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. What are some pros you have for the Seattle music um, Pros, I would say, is the people who are really good here are really, really... There are a lot of really great people here that make some stuff. Um, even just the small dramas going on now, it's a very surface thing for what's going on here. You know what I'm saying? Um, the venues do a pretty decent job of trying to make some shit happen. You know what I mean? Especially Everybody as late, better. you know? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um kxp is just a great thing martin douglas martin he's a fucking great person you know what i'm saying like there are people out here who are really putting on for the scene and doing a lot of stuff and i just feel like that should be like the only con is we just don't focus on the pros here like there is so much great shit going on here that we just way too focus on just the drama shit and trying to appease to everybody who are your top three up-and-coming artists in seattle that aren't part of day one? Oh. uh up and come or can I just say my like favorite just niggas out here that just rap very tight do top two favorite and then one up and coming Ugly Frank is my favorite rapper from out here okay that nigga is amazing that that world I don't know where that nigga comes up with that shit um Blake of course if I can't say Blake I would say Bruce Leroy is very underrated um up and coming it's harder because I'm just I'm in my own bag, so I'm not paying attention to a lot of that shit. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I think I'm in, I don't really know the young niggas like that. Mm. I'm an old nigga, so I don't really be out there. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna say Bear. Bear. Who's Bear, Bear from Tacoma. He's okay. gonna be on my next project. He's from out Tacoma, Liquid. He's tight. He skateboards and shit too. Ooh. That's my nigga. I have to check it out. He's dope. Anything you want to promote? Oh, let's promote your fucking concert and we'll throw it up on social yeah, media. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Tonight, Barbosa's about to get crazy. It's been a long time. I'm going to take my shirt off. There's going to be a bunch of pretty girls in the show because, you know, at Perry Payne shows, there's pretty girls. <laughs> it's going to be great. My homies are there. Day one. It's going to be nice, bro. Show up. Enjoy yourself. It's going to be cool. Check it out. You said Barbosa, correct? Barbosa, baby. And I got hella music coming out. I'm putting on a song every other week for like the next four months. Hell yeah. Keep going. There we go. What is the easiest way for people to reach? Perry Porter, um, Perry Paints? PerryPaints.com. Perry Paints on Instagram. Perry Porter on Twitter. I'm very reckless online sometimes. <laughs> it's a fun treat. And I be trying to be cute and shit. There we go. <laughs> it's the NAS Podcast with Perry Porter, baby. Yeah.